That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is the Brew and View Podcast. we may need a little more uh gunfire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah i can see that that's a, we we can add it in post okay <laughs> more guns i definitely and i do this every time i i um toy around not that i do it much but when i toy around with the mavs one too yeah, I I definitely have a habit of it admiring my handiwork. Yeah, the um, the helicopter sound effect just cracks me up. Yeah, it was it was a nice nice touch, <laughs> very nice touch. And it, it's it's I don't it's like a combination of like self satisfaction and um, <laughs> I also am excited to hear it. It's like oh, this is awesome. I wish <laughs> another podcast did this so it didn't sound like i was just obsessed with myself (laughs) Uh, uh, well if anything we're known for our nice long intros yeah very and this really gave you some chance to stretch your legs yep yep had some time so well cool so how's everything else uh everything is okay Nothing, uh, nothing too exciting going on. Tropical Gleason's coming. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We... Everyone's worried about. Um, are you talking about an actual tropical depression? No, I'm talking about a beer. A beer. Okay. Good. <laughs> that would be like devastation for if uh, <laughs> some kind of hurricane Gleason tropical came. Tropical depression Gleason. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That would be sad. Yep. I mean, it'd be even sadder if, like, he ended up dying in it. Oh like, God, that would just be. I, I, oh, sweet irony. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a cold bitch. That <clears throat> irony. Uh, cool. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's about it. That's what's going on in my world. Because I'm looking forward to Tropical Gleason coming back. And your um, football season. I am looking forward to the football season. Very excited. Um, just got to make it through the goddamn college football season first. Uh, deal with that crap. It's good stuff. Yeah. What's going to happen 
eventually when the NCAA has to pay their players. What what hap- what happens then when the people who lie and say I just like college football more like cuz the players are more into it. They don't do it for the paycheck. Mm, yeah. What well, are those if people? You, if, any, if anyone ever says that, then they're not. What are those liars? Ha- fans. Yeah. yeah, they're crap. I enjoy it just because I think it's um, there's more like the time in between plays. The commercials aren't there. Like I know it takes forever to Dude, play a game. The the NFL game is going to slow down so drastically this year. Yeah, I like. I think I think some like eleven minutes of total action for an NFL game. Yeah, like actual like yeah play actual playtime. The average is yeah. the l- last time I read, which was years ago, it was twelve. I wouldn't be surprised if it went down. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. And it, like they don't stop. Like it's so hard to get actually a good comeback. Where in like college football, you can see a twenty-one point lead disappear and decide of like three minutes. You know, <clears throat> where in the NFL it's impossible because of the running clock and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, um well uh i have to show lsu games at the bar and lsu fans suck yeah i know i listen i hate penn state and penn state fans suck like i said before it's a cult up here yeah. it really is it's, oh it's I, the same down here it's a bunch of yeah. i mean there's a lot of people that did go there's a lot of it's it's a state college and it's a big name and growing up in the area you want to go there um, yeah. I mean, same f- with the fucking uh, University of Iowa. Yeah. Um, and I went there, so I'm not. Well, I didn't go there because I love the football team, but um, it it just there's a lot of people that did go there, but there's so many people that didn't, and they're just. Uh, I know. They're and they live and die. They let eighteen year olds control their emotions. I trust me. I know. It's just like the oh the whole thing with Andrew Luckis this year or yeah this week yeah you know the fans billing him for making a you know a health decision yeah and people calling him soft where the last time you fell down at your job you took off the rest of the day <laughs> you know no I know um, your job that's drastically less physical yes like his <laughs> job is to fall down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. His uh, offensive lineman's job should have been to not yeah. let that happen, but apparently yeah. that wasn't a priority in Indy. No. Um, and therefore, you have to watch someone who was going to be like the future prototype of QBs retire early. Uh, something. I heard something. Um, do you hear, ever hear Doug Gottlieb? Oh, yeah. He. Okay, so he put on he put on Twitter something to the fact. Oh, that, he f- he uh, he got roasted. Oh, he got crushed. I think it was Tory Tory Smith that crushed him. Like he was saying about how I don't know, like he the guy didn't want to work or you know whatever. Yeah, Andrew Luck didn't want to work or something like that. And then Tory Smith came back because I guess in college uh, Gottlieb got yep. busted for stealing credit cards or something like that and just crushed him. cried in the courtroom and said it was his dad's fault or something yeah yeah um yeah he he said um andrew luck retiring because rehab is too hard is the most millennial thing i've ever heard yeah 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 fuck 
It's just, it's silly. Yeah. It's so silly. Like, I barely played college. I mean, I played college football, but, like, I played college football. And, yeah. like, to this day, I still hurt because of those injuries. Like, mm-hmm. still Oh, I'm sure. That's 20, I mean, 20 years later. And, like, I can't even imagine what those guys' lives are like mm-hmm. after they retire. I mean, it's just like, I mean, well, we see it. Yeah. You know, so, anyways. Enough soapboxing. Yeah. Um, oh, that should be a, a thing. Like, people get on their soapboxes and fight each other. Soapboxing. You can, yeah, you can wax poetic, but you have to be either defending yourself or, or throwing or haymakers. On, or, <laughs> on your high horse. Yeah. High horse fight. You can joust. Yes. You can spew your opinions, but you have to be jousting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but there's really not much going on with me. Just a lot of, a lot of work. Oh, actually, it's not entirely true. I got a very uh sweet alien poster the other oh. day. Let me bust it out for you. I haven't gotten cool. it framed yet. But. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I don't know how I don't know how well you can see the deets, but it's basically just silver, black, and green. Um, it's by a company called We Buy Your Kids, <laughs> like an art collective. I don't know. I'm excited though. Add it to my collection with my lovely Jurassic Park poster. Yeah. Um, but that's about it in the world of Andrew. Not much else going on. Now that looks like they got some pretty cool stuff on there. <clears throat> we buy your kids. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they do some some neat stuff. <laughs> New dollar sign YK. Yeah. Uh yeah, nothing new here. Um yeah, cooled down a little bit, so it's nice up in central PA. That's South good. central PA. It was a good day. You gotta say. I didn't have to use my K. That's good. So that's good uh that's a good day in my book. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Uh, well, yeah. What you drinking? W- mm. Well, what I'm drinking, yes. I am drinking from Allagash. Yes. Um, which is uh, brewed and bottled in Portland, Maine. It's a Belgian wheat white, or Belgian white wheat beer. Belgian style wheat beer, wheat white. Yeah, Belgian white. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I usually don't go for these because wheat beers, I don't know. You know how I am with the IBUs and such. Um, yeah. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's actually a nice, refreshing beer. There's not a whole lot of aftertaste, and that's the big thing for me. Is it, the front end's always good, but back end always leaves a weird um, kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, film on my mouth, like on my tongue. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just like a, I don't know, just a weird residue that I, mm-hmm. like every time I take a sip, it's good, then it's bad. And it's good, and then I end up chugging the beer, and then, you know, things get worse from there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Things it, deteriorate. One, yeah. Uh, but this one's actually pretty good. Um my my neighbors brought this to me. Mm-hmm. Actually, she came up and gave us all back to school gifts. Oh, nice! Yeah, so for me it was beer. 
There you go. Um, yeah. It was weird. We were talking on uh, Span of Void this week. How, I think it was this week, maybe? It was just, people just give me beer. Yeah. And it's, it's not. Good. It's a good position to be in. It is, but it's also, I think I've been stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and maybe I may, well, I guess if I really, if people thought I had a problem, they wouldn't be getting me the beer anymore. So maybe I'm high. That's yet. true. They respect your ability. ability to drink beers and also be out in the world. Yes. Function. Yeah. Be around little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, it's it, like I said, it's not it's not my favorite style of beer, as probably well documented on well yeah well, well documented on what my favorite style is, but um, uh, it's balanced with citrus and spice, um, and it's it's good. I mean, I gave it three two five, and I'm not gonna give any really wheat white beer. You yeah. Know, Good point. Anything more than that, usually. I mean, I I said before, like I'll I'll give Guinness a five. Mm-hmm. I give because of what it is and what it, how it's made and how, like what it is, like it should be judged amongst other mass produced, uh, right. you know, stouts like that, and I I shouldn't be so hard on the wheat but if i don't if i really don't like it then i'm not gonna you know yeah i don't know yeah i mean if you don't like it you shouldn't have to jump through hoops to i don't know say it's okay well and i'm not like a beer judge either so i'm just a a beer i don't know fan yeah amateur amateur uh i don't know um, now I'm just rambling. Yeah, that's okay. So it's about time for you to tell me what you're drinking, because if not, I'm going to keep rambling. All I'm right. Shove this beer in my mouth. I am having a Southern Sphere. Which is Southern Spear. Sphere. 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 Um, a double dry hopped hazy double IPA. Uh, coming in at 7.5 ABV from the one, the only Trim Tab Brewing uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is a really solid beer. Really, um, really, really smooth, um, especially being double dry hopped. It doesn't, um, not that I'm opposed to that um kind of resin piney finish mm-hmm. i'm all for it uh i like it but for for being double dry hopped it um it stays more in the, in that hazy lane as opposed to that um west coast style gotcha. which i feel yep. like if you're gonna double dry hop something you're it's already gonna lean that way yep um so it's pretty impressive. And 7.5, not that it's like a huge beer booze-wise, but it is... Um, it's big. It's definitely not... Uh, I don't know. It, it's very it's very smooth, very citrusy, uh, a little bit of sweetness, and, and very clean. Uh, it's awesome. Really? Once, That's good. Once again, 
Very impressed by Trim Tab. Um, they use Wakatu, Pacifica, and Nelson Sauvin hops. Ooh, that's definitely a departure from Mold, yeah, right. It's not Citra, Cascade, Cascade, and uh, I don't know Mezo- Mez- Mesoic. Uh, fuck, <laughs> Mosaic, Mosaic, yeah. yeah, Mosaic hops from the Mesozoic. Period. Period. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, really good. Um, very excellent. Uh, they they included this quote that I'm going to share with you because I feel like if they c- felt compelled to share it, well, then so do I. Um, Buckminster Fuller said, I'm utterly convinced that we are all here for one another and that every experience that everyone is having is relevant. It all counts. The universe is so extraordinarily well designed that it needs all those experiences. Interesting. Hmm. Good beer, bad quote. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's fake deep. I feel like the. Oh, I feel like Buckminster Fuller thought she's like, I got something profound on my hands here. Yeah. Um. He, oh. He yeah. just thought he could say stuff because he had the name of Buckminster Fuller. <laughs> yeah. It was a very quotable name. <laughs> yes. Who said that? Uh, Fuller. Buckminster <laughs> Fuller, I believe. Yeah. Not Ned Fuller. No. Ned Ryerson? Uh, yeah. So, felt compelled to share. They felt the uh, need to add it to the can. Uh, the artwork's pretty nice. Um if we're talking about stuff that's on the can, but really what's on the inside really impressed me. Hmm. So it's not what's on the outside. Exactly. And you can keep them coming. These, uh, these underwhelming outsides because this is a great beer, um, Southern sphere. And if there's any question about how I'm pronouncing it, you can follow us on untapped brew view pod. Absolutely. Yeah. Hop in there. Um, I think uh, Fredo on Twitter had a good uh, quote or good thing the other day. It's, mm. It says, I think untapped is something to uh, well, I actually also saw this. Uh, that uh, untapped is making me look really bad or like yeah. an alcoholic or something. Dude, I I feel the exact same way because I went on to – because not that I spend a lot of time on Twitter across the board, but I definitely spend more time on ours and Mavs's Twitters than my personal one. And I went back and I went through it and there was like 10, maybe 15 posts in a row that were all like from untapped. Like <laughs> you earned the <laughs> the heavy hitter <laughs> yeah. badge. You earned the red ale badge. You earned... Yeah. The- the drinking seven nights in a row badge. Great, thanks. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Untapped. Would it, it, would, it would be a little. Um, oh, it would be a little beyond the pale to have a like twelve step badge or something like that. Like <laughs> if you drink twelve beers from the same brewery or something, mm-hmm. right? No, it'd be great. And you so you drink twelve beers in a day and they're all increasing in abv there you go that's like uh, steps i like it (laughs) 
Yeah, I think I think we need to we need to run this uh run this by corporate. I think they'll love it. So, <laughs> I had a weird a weird sidetrack in my mind. Yes. We I said Ned, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking what is Ned short for? And I had to look it up. But do you know what Ned is short for? Nedry? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh short for Benedict Edward, Edmund, Edgar, and Edwin. Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Sorry. That was That's a, crazy. A, That's so weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Ned. Uh, very strange. Ned. You know what? Some night we should try, and I don't know how we'd do it because we'd be too hammered to finish the pro- show. <laughs> the 12-step program. Do the 12-step. But if we went back and forth, mm-hmm. we'd each drink six beers. Mm. Ooh. Increasing. Ooh. I have to go pony bottles. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I haven't had a pony bottle for a long time. I think the last time I had a pony bottle... I was in college, and we had a. Uh, I think it was Monday nights. It was rocks and wings. You could get a six pack of Rolling Rock pony nice. bottles, and they came in a little bucket with ice in it. And then you got your wings and everything for like you know six bucks or something like that. You know, something crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was our our. And I grew up so sheltered. It took me till college to have wings, and once I found really? them, yeah. Who baby? Yeah. Well, honestly, like our like e- eating out, like there was. I mean, <laughs> eating out like really wasn't a thing. Like it was like you know going to Pizza Hut or mm-hmm. going to like uh. There's this place called Hosses that's up near us. There's like I don't know, fifteen to twenty of them in in the south. You know. In the Southland, as I like to call it. Okay. Uh, and, and like, that was, like, a big thing going out. Like, I, yeah, very sheltered growing up. I don't know how I got onto that, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long time to not have wings. Yeah. But trust me, I've, I've made up for it. Yeah, good. In spades. <laughs> I can't tell you when I did. Um, first have wings, but uh, I don't know. They're they're great, pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty excellent. All right. Well, let's get to some movies, shall we? Yes. Let us. Let us. Let us. So, I assigned you a movie. Yeah, and I'm actually want everyone to know all six or two people that listen to this. Mm-hmm. It's not you that assigned me this movie; it was me that suggested you assign me this movie oh, under, no. under the under the Silver Lake. Uh, directed by Robert David Mitchell, mm-hmm. who's done things like he wrote "It Follows." Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed "It Follows." Fuck off. Really? 
I know. Uh, man. Okay. Uh, sorry, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Riley Keho. 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 Topher Grace. And uh, Ricky Lindholm. Mm hmm. Uh, and that's about it. You'd probably recognize. Um, man, I was this movie. I hated this movie so much. Damn. Yeah, it was bad. It was like two hours and nineteen minutes long. Shh. Oh, it wasn't even like two hours. I hate it already. It took me like three times, maybe even four times, to sit down and watch this stupid thing. Um, just it just all okay. So what it was. What it is is a a modern day noir. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and it doesn't even try to hide it. And it like the 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 soundtrack or the the score underneath it is very noirish. Um, the bumbling private eye who in modern days is this like uh, ne'er do well millennial, mm -hmm. just unlikable character. Um, uh really just uh treats like women like objects and i think that was a point to do that like just kind of i i th there's no real redeeming it it thought it was a, a mix for me it was a mix between have you seen an inherent vice no uh the okay. paul thomas anderson yeah no so that's a movie i really didn't like either and that was <laughs> like a modern day um, mm -hmm. take on the private eye, um, or the noir, you know, thing, and it, uh, that was not fun to get through. That was really long and hard to get through. And it was a mix between inherent vice and sus Suspiria. Uh, sus yeah, oh, no, for me, <laughs> and it was just like because there was no real. There was one thread, but it was so, um. It was like, it was a thread that kind of went between like everything you could imagine. It just took all these stupid little detours to sh really just to show, hey, we are definitely in Los Angeles, the the Southland area. Because, I mean, they were just like all over the place, like going to all these weird little clubs. Like one of them was like this place where it was like in a cave and the, the, the tabletops were, were gravestones. So like... <laughs> that kind of feel you know what i mean yeah. just kind of which it would like if i went to that bar it would be cool or that club it would be neat like i see that and be like oh that's kind of neat but then mm -hmm. but it was it just insisted on itself it was um andrew garfield sucked like i i hated him he wasn't a fun character and he, he was meant not to be a fun character um yeah. uh just so many twists and turns that like as soon as you thought it was start it was starting to wrap up. I'd look down and there's still like 50 minutes left in the movie. I'm like, Jesus. Uh, I, and, um, I don't know, man, it follows was a fucking tight movie. Like it, it, yeah, it, I mean, there was no real wasted space long and slow, but deliberate. Yeah. Very like there was no messing around with it. You know what I mean? It felt, um, very earnest and uh forthright like what it was going to do and made you guess on some of this stuff but like there was no wasted space in this this was all wasted space mm. and just 
I mean, I gave it a three because there were a couple good shots. Like, um, it was like the cinematography was was good in some places. Some of the characters were okay, but like the ones that you liked weren't around long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just it was really disappointing. I was I wasn't expecting a lot from it, but man, it like when you go into with into a movie with low expectations and it still disappoints like that <laughs> doesn't deliver yeah yeah that's that's rough um but. it's definitely uh yeah i don't know it's a shame when that happens um especially if you're like ah eh, i'm interested it's probably not going to be that good and then it's worth it's just worse than you yeah. can imagine well, I, I know that I see I like Chinatown. I know you love Chinatown. I, yeah. I like Chinatown, but that that meanders too. That goes in and out of things like you don't know where what's going on. And yeah. then finally, it finally, but it does pay off at the end. Oh, yeah. There's great payoff at the end. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, crazy, crazy ending. Yeah. Um, but it, it does meander. Uh, this meanders and then the ending is like so stupid stupid like uh that just sucks and like i'm all i'm in you know well like gratuitous nudity mm-hmm. how do i explain this like i don't know <laughs> sounds awesome no, it is, yeah, it is. In some places, it's awesome, but other places, it's just gratuitous. I, and, it, and maybe it's even more for shock value, maybe. Mm. Um, like, but it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was trying to do with it. Like, there was no need for it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, avoid, avoid, avoid. Fair enough. Oh, one good thing, one great thing actually. Okay. That came out of this. It actually might have raised it one star just based on this. But remember, you were talking about REM last week. Yeah. Right. And and I was like, yeah, I like REM. Yeah, they're good. And I, and for some reason, the end credits come up, and REM plays. And it's a song that I used to listen to all the time. But then for some reason, I probably haven't listened to this song in in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I it just came back to me like a – I don't know if you've ever had this where, like, you have, like, this song that you actually really like. It's not that you kind of liked it and, all oh, it's kind of member berries. Mm-hmm. But um, the song Strange Currencies oh, from R.E.M. It's a great song and, off a great album. Yeah, it's it is great, and but it, there's no reason. I like I haven't gone back to REM other than mm-hmm. what, what I've heard on the radio because they play the hell out of Frequency Kenneth. What's a Frequency Kenneth? And um, even like everybody hurts. Like I love that song. It's a great song, but like it gets overplayed. Oh yeah. Strange, but Strange Currency is a great song, and I just I was so happy to hear that again. And it's nice. it's just something that's like slipped my mind, and I totally forgot about. And it just like put it right back in my in my thing. I probably listened to it, I don't know, ten, fifteen times <laughs> since. So nice. and it's it doesn't get old. Oh, it's such a good song. And Mon- I like the album Monster a lot. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. 
I've been, uh, my buddy Bill's out of town right now, but we usually close together on Friday nights and we've just kind of been going through REM's catalog. Um, once, once, uh, we get everybody out of the bar and we're doing our closing work, just throwing an album by REM. It's been pretty great. Yeah. That yeah. is really good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, dude. Strange Currency is a great song. Um, that's a shame though. Cause it is like the, I guess there's a reason that, um, people don't dip into the noir well all that much. Um, like it might well, not be, it might not be the most lucrative, but it also, I mean, it's, it's tough to tell a compelling story without all of the pieces present sometimes. I guess. I mean, probably Lebowski a lot of times. Yeah. Lebowski's I like mean, one of the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they did it. Actually, they might've done it too well and kind of killed it because like every time you see this kind of, I don't know, bumbling, um, inept person trying to solve a crime Mm -hmm. you know you can't help but try to or go back pretty much any coen brothers movie you find someone that isn't really equipped to solve a crime or solve what's going on but they end up doing it and it's um yeah, yeah it's um i don't know it was just fuck man do better yeah, especially when you know that they can. Yeah, yeah, fucking, it follows. I mean, I think both. Of, that's a ten. I think for both of us. Fuck yeah, phenomenal movie. Absolutely, and I mean, maybe it's just he he understands the um the carpenter style and is able to. I don't know, kind of recreate that, but. I mean, it didn't even just kind of like it. It definitely was an homage, but it was also a uniquely interesting experience. Yeah. So, I think if one thing it was like you just mentioned, like a a freaking like, oh, remember when? Um, that'd be one thing, but to be a quality like standalone experience, yeah, it just because it had, I mean, great tone. mm -hmm. uh, in pain homage, but being unique, but also just <clears throat> real, like those where I was talking last week about uh, force majeure and those long static shots. Yeah. You know, and like he used those to the great effect in that, you know, mm-hmm. where in this movie, fuck the whole thing felt like, well, it didn't feel like a static. It felt like, I don't know. I'm done bitching about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, you assigned me a little doc uh, called. Oh shoot! Computer's acting up on me. Uh, it was love. Hello, Gilda. love Gilda. Yeah. Yes. Uh. So. Uh, I watched it. And I really hmm. liked it. Okay, um, good. I wasn't sure what it was exactly because um, I feel like there's been a kind of, kind of a couple um, offbeat comedy documentaries uh, yes. on Hulu. 
Um, one I watched the uh, I think it was called Too Funny to Fail, the Dana Carvey show. Okay. Um, the Life and Death of the Dana Carvey show. Oh, really? And uh, I liked it. I was I was interested in it because I was because because I have an invested interest in in sketch comedy. I just I really enjoy it. I really like Dana Carvey. Um, and fucking it had like the Dana Carvey show had an incredible cast of talent behind it. So it's a very um very curious case of um you know m- maybe the uh title as the title suggests the, f- the fact that it did fail is very curious um but is as much as i was interested in the subject matter and i liked it for the subject matter i didn't think it was that great um so i wasn't sure if uh love guild was going to kind of be more of the same where it's just like I like it, but it's very esoteric. Um, yeah. I actually think that this was excellent, and I think that it was put together really well. Um, the access was fantastic because they have like her her um, diaries and, and journals of like a lot of her life, and they and um, I don't know. It, it maybe it it falls a little into the um, the tropes of being a comedian of like you you're struggling internally and you're unhappy and you crave the spotlight and attention and the laughs. Um, but uh, while that definitely is is the case here, it still is interesting. The perspective is still unique i mean just ha- the access that they they seem to have um her she's unfortunately no longer with us um but her uh siblings um and then a lot of people she influenced um from from her snl or not from her snl days but like amy poehler um Maya Rudolfo, uh, what is his name? Shoot. Um, oh, uh, Bill Hader. Uh, yeah. Chevy Chase actually being very kind and, and candid. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren Michaels actually like sitting down and, and I feel like he's... I. I'm vulnerable is maybe not the right. He just felt like they had access to him. Like you, I don't know. Lauren Michaels seems like there's a bunch of people who know how he is, but he's never really on camera himself much. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Melissa McCarthy, a, a bunch of people who, who are really influenced by, by her work and, um, just the story of her rise and, uh, coinciding with her personal life and um i actually had no idea that she um was married to gene wilder oh yeah yeah no idea at all um so that was really interesting for for me to spoiler alert um for me to see uh it just it just felt really um 
like a lot of care was taken with it and yeah. it felt very relatable and very um I don't know there there's a level of vulnerability to it that that um sometimes gets lost um sometimes it gets kind of washed away and then other times it, it just gets played up way too much the the tragic jester thing yeah um and this this didn't have that this kind of struck a, a perfect pitch and i really enjoyed it um there's not too much to talk about um but i definitely recommend it it's on hulu and uh, uh did it have any interviews with uh with i mean i know gene waller died here in the last like two years no uh, there was anything with him just archive footage with him yeah. unfortunately yeah but like um paul schaefer and martin short and like people that she was like um friends with when she was first getting into like comedy and the um the national lampoon radio hour and yeah um i guess she was like the first um official cast member of snl right um so yeah it was it was uh it was interesting it was informative and i think that it was just a really well crafted um very loving documentary um and stream on hulu yes uh how long was it how long of the um uh hour and a half okay cool yeah i i, I may check that out because that's i do like her and like yeah she was what when did she die like mid 80s or early 80s um mid i want to say yeah, uh, let me it was get the exact. brain cancer, I think, right? Uh, it started as ovarian cancer, but oh, I think ovarian, it did. Yeah. I think it did. Um, and that was the other thing too, is I knew that she died of cancer, but I didn't know that she had been like uh, she died in '89, so almost oh. 1990. But she was only <laughs> she was only 42 years old. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I mean. It, she also, um, I guess it seemed like it was going away and then it just kept kind of like rearing its head up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she's, inter she's an interesting, uh, figure and, uh, really talented. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's always a shame, but yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely parts of it were just very, very sad um but all in all yeah I, I i think you'd like it i think you should should throw it on i mean it's a short it's 90 minutes yeah so. shall check it out yes uh cool um i jumped into another uh um movie franchise mm -hmm. um uh, uh have you seen any of the happy death days uh no so happy death day and happy death day to you yes i watched both of them one nice. came out in 2017 the other in 2019 um not too bad i mean not great not like something that i'm gonna like hold up and be like this is great but and it it's like um it's horror 
Groundhog's Day, right? Yeah. So the girl, girl gets killed. She comes back, relives the next day. And it's fine. It, there's nothing like... Uh, it's more kind of... I don't know. It's not really that much horror other than mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of scary. Not really. Um, and then it's kind of more of a whodunit type thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I thought it was going to be more the same because I enjoyed the first one enough to watch the second. And I was like, all right, well, I thought, well, let's try it out, see if it does anything. And actually, it's really, it's, <laughs> they take a good twist. They go, Instead of doing like the revisiting the same day, mm-hmm. they kind of do that, but they also do other, they go to other dimensions <laughs> and they make it work where it's not like too convoluted. It gets a little weird and stupid, but like, you know, you just have to shut your mind off a little yeah. bit. And like um, the, uh, the lady that plays the main character, uh, the main person, uh, Tree, uh, Je- Je- Jessica Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't know her from a whole lot of anything. Like she was in La La Land, um, but other than that, I haven't seen her. And she was actually pretty good. She she actually had fun, a lot of fun with the part, and she was she made it fun. And uh, yeah, so it, you could do a lot worse than Happy Death Day. Nice for sure. Um, yeah, uh, if you get a chance, it's a. There's a lot of you know tropey stuff into in it, and like it, in the wrong frame of mind, you'd be like, "Fuck this movie," but like in the right frame of mind, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, it's a good way to shut your brain off for a little bit and watch something." Yeah, fun. for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I I had heard good things about it, so I'm glad that you enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, let me look and see if that's streaming anywhere. Uh, uh, God damn it! I think that's my wor- my favorite curse. God damn it! Yeah, God damn it! God damn it! I mean, fucks a little bit too overused, I guess. Yeah. God damn it! There's a lot of you can use that a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, pa, pa, pa. on FX now you can watch it. Fubu, or not Fubu, Fo, Fubo, Fubo, F U B O. Never heard and of it. On Sling, Sling, Sling TV. That I have heard of. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Anywho's. Any any what's. Um I also watched a uh very directionless uh documentary, I guess. Uh called shoot, I've already moved on to El Camino called Look Mom I Can Fly. Um and it's the story of uh Houston rapper Travis Scott's rise to superstardom, focusing on the months surrounding the release of the album Astro World. Okay. Uh, and it just felt like a bunch of B-roll thrown together. Yeah. And it was just not compelling in any way unless you're 
buy into the cult of personality and you're just a super fan um, and he's beyond reproach for you, then maybe you'd love it. Um, yeah. But pretty underwhelming stuff, unfortunately, um, because I think Travis Scott is an interesting artist and um, he, uh, while I don't necessarily love the album Astro World, his, uh, his album Rodeo, I think, is phenomenal and uh kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of i don't know it, a lot of people started copying his style very quickly um so i do think that he's he's a he's a good artist but this it's again it's short hour and a half um but just completely uninteresting yeah, um, that stinks. Which is a shame because he's a, he's very creative, um, and just very good at at kind of doing this unique kind of out of the box style, and people are starting to kind of figure out the blueprint and and copy him. Um, but this is just I don't know. I I just really had hoped for more. I didn't necessarily yeah. have higher expectations. Um, but I was just, I, I hoped for more. And it did not deliver. Um, but it is streaming on, on Netflix if you don't want to take my word for it. Gotcha. I will take your word for it because I'm not very familiar with his oeuvre. Mm. But I know what I am excited for mm. tomorrow. Uh, Fear Inoculum Friday. comes out. Oh yeah, does it? Yeah. Tomorrow, finally. Yep, finally. Nice. Yep. So long. Been waiting so long. Mm-hmm. So hopefully nice. it'll kick butt. So that's tolls no album. If yep. anyone's wondering, I will check it out. I'm looking forward to it. I've been. I know I told you I've been listening to a, a lot of tools since I finally made the way back onto streaming. Yep. Or maybe onto. I don't know if they've ever done it before, but no. Yeah. No. Oh, heaven forbid. Uh, another show. Uh, show I just started watching today. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, last night and into the, into today. In my free time, uh, a new show called Righteous Gemstones. Streaming. Righteous. It's uh, Righteous Gemstones on uh, HBO. Um, it's one of their new, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a series okay. um, starring John Goodman. Um, what the hell? John Goodman, Danny McBride, uh, and Adam Devine, nice. a bunch of people you'd recognize. Um, and it is about a family of uh, like uh, who's who's the um, the big uh, religious like uh, the super church people. You know what I mean? Like that are always on TV and stuff. Like yeah. not. Like a Billy Graham, I guess, uh, which is a little bit dated, or like a Jerry Falwell or something like that. Uh-huh. You know, there's like super church people who have like jet plane or, you know, 
you know, Learjets and or G5s and stuff. Yes. While in the meantime, they're like asking for more money, you know. Um, no. But it, it kind of with, you know, that cast and it's uh, Adam Devine is and um, oh, uh, Danny McBride are the sons of John Goodman. And they're like, a, uh, they they are the the people that go around and preach to everyone. And it's kind of, it's not like a straight out comedy, a lot like Vice Principals or, or Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. It's more of a uh, kind of like a darker humor, like a little bit black humor type thing. Okay. Um, so the first episode was really good. I liked it a lot. So we'll see where it goes from there. Righteous Gemstones. Righteous. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what else? I look. I want some. Oh, I watched. Uh, what's his? What's his name? Dave Chappelle's latest uh, comedy um, special, "Sticks and Stones." Yeah. And uh, you know, talking about cult of personality and maybe even hero worship, but God, that guy's fucking amazing. It's pretty good. I really just I, I I think the world of him. Yeah. Um yeah, I think yeah, I don't I'm I I enjoy his comedy a lot. Yeah. I really do. But I also think that he's got some it like he's not like he's got issues like everyone else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has some and I think he he well he does talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. You should be talking. I don't want to. No, no. I, I. Did you watch it? No, I. Okay. I watched his last one. On yeah. yeah. Um. I've. It. I. What I find so impressive about it is it really just feels like he's. Um. It feels more like a monologue than a like jokey joke. Thing and it, 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 it just it's not. Set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. He just has this. It just feels like an hour of storytelling, but he just has this way of of like cutting to the truth in a in a humorous manner. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I I feel like even even when there are things that come up that are. Uh, political i guess but it it just he can navigate those waters so much better yeah he's well he's he's not afraid well and he's like he's one of uh he's unapologetic and he's earned that over time for being Mm -hmm. so talented i think and like pretty much being not afraid to like go after the establishment like some established norms and like yeah I mean, you know he, I mean, he has proven that he's not, um, they can't be bought. Right. And, and like, even with like the whole, like all the stuff they talks, you know, like, you know, the better not, like I did hear some clips of it, like, you know, better not, um, you know, we'll look up stuff in your, you know, in your history and yeah, like, you know, and we'll, we'll come after you. Yeah. Like that mob, mob mentality thing we've talked about a few times. Yep. You know, um, he's not afraid to address that. Like, and I think he's talking about some about like, you know, he's talked out about like Louis C.K. and stuff. Yeah. You know. 
um, you know, where, you know, we have a fine, we, we have a hard time, um, uh, you know, there's a difference between like a guy like, um, Epstein and Louis CK, right? Yeah. You know, but we, we put them all in this category. Right. And he's like, let's not do that right all at one time because we're just so mad about everything. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, he, he did address, he's like, Kevin Hart is a near perfect person. Yeah. He's, he's actually four tweets away from being a perfect person. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so good. Accurate. Funny. Yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I would recommend it, but I, he pretty much can do anything and I would recommend it. I, I think the world of him as far as a a comedic talent and a voice that I want to listen to. So does he tour at all still? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually just did Broadway not too long ago. Uh, but yeah, his, um, cause he's had this deal with Netflix. So he's just been, uh, kind of popping up like every year he goes on, I think just does a small run of, uh, like this latest one was filmed in Atlanta. Okay. Um, I think the last one might have been in DC, which is where he's from. Um, but yeah, he's he's still uh, on the road, pretty much when he needs to be. Yeah. Uh, we got a pretty sweetheart deal from Netflix. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, was it three three special or three of them? This um, is the sec the second of three maybe. There's like five, like five. Two of them, so two of them have come out in like packs, right? So there was um two the first when he was like back for the first time, right? Uh, it was like two different shows in Austin, and then the second specially or the second like release on Netflix was also. Um, two different specials. Okay. Released in a pack. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the deal is. Can can look it up though. Chappelle Netflix deal. How much did Netflix pay Chappelle? Sixty million in two thousand sixteen for a three special deal. Um, his first two specials were released in March twenty seventeen. He then surprise released two new specials on December thirty first. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how Monique feels about that, but. <sighs> I wouldn't pay 60 bucks to see her tell jokes. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Netflix wasn't playing ball. Nope. Uh, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. I, nope. um, I'm strongly biased, but I also strongly recommend checking out Dave's new stuff. Nice show. Yeah. Um, uh, I did watch some trailers. 
Yes. Or did you have something else? No. Nope. I have also one. watched some trailers. Uh, one I sent to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you'd seen it before or not, but El Camino. I had. I uh, showed it to OT, and uh, we were both very excited. Yes. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's supposedly a. Uh, well, you, I, you probably have more information in, than than I do. So go ahead, because you, you had said something about it being a. Um. So. Movies. Yeah. So it is the first, maybe the only, if it doesn't work out. Um. But monetarily, I'm sure it'll be. Oh, I guess monetarily, it's tough to tell. Yeah. Because it's not. Um. I don't know. Someone will figure out the numbers. I bet you some like nerd for, who used to work for the A's. Um, I bet you for a um, a uh, a Netflix original because mm-hmm. I I don't know if this would be considered that, but like it might break rec- records for that, right? It I mean it's a it's gonna be a huge deal I think. Um, just either way, any any way you slice it, like if it's good, bad, or mediocre, it's <laughs> it's yeah, going to people be people are gonna tune in. It's gonna be talked about. Um, probably on this podcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, but it is a Breaking Bad movie. Um, and from what I understand, a couple articles I've read, uh, there it's potentially the first in a series of movies in the Breaking Bad universe. More than just like this is the first movie of what happened to Jesse post uh, after he escaped Jack's compound. Um, the sequel is the next one. They're going to be kind of scattershot. Right. Um, so we could have a whole skinny P and Badger movie. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone's clamoring for that, but I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I love those two. Yeah. Um, so it, this is the story of what happens to Jesse after he escapes. Um, and I'm really excited for it, and I know you're on board with me. Um, if this absolutely sucks, it doesn't affect Breaking Bad at all. I still love that five season television show. Um, no, it's not. It's not going to ruin my childhood. Right. Exactly. And and it's that's such a weak fucking argument. Is like, oh, they're remaking all these movies. They're ruining it. Like so you ruined my you don't like late thirties. Yeah, you don't you don't like Ghostbusters anymore because there's a a movie that doesn't resemble the Ghostbusters you grew up with and that ruined you can't watch the original anymore. Get out of here. There's nothing to do with anything. Like, um Yeah, they're remaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why? Why would they do that? They're ruining it. What? How? Nope. Uh, yeah. People, please stop. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I don't know. It, the trailer, I think, uh, is awesome. Like, it, it just as far as like, it doesn't tell you much. It's a bit of a synopsis of what happened at the end of season five, but yeah. it's it's a it's a good hype, man. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. And then uh, another trailer 
you uh, sent my way or, or told me to keep an eye out for uh, The Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. And really, for no other reason. I mean, the most of it is, you know, just cool Boba, 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 Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Um, you know, him kicking at or that unif- that outfit kicking at. Exactly. And and then but like the real great thing was just at the end for no good reason ever or whatever. Just Werner. Herbert so Hogan. strange. <laughs> I told and I totally because you were like you this blew my mind this cameo blew my mind and then it's like uh, what's his name action uh, Carl Weathers uh, Gus Fring and like no the last guy and it, it didn't even like register with me that it was Werner because yeah. he wasn't talking about the internet so for kinda... for some reason every time i see him it just <laughs> makes me like happy hey there he is again <laughs> and for because he never really smiles or he's never happy but he always makes me happy mm-hmm. not a bad thing nope i mean i hope he's happy yeah but you know as long as you're happy it's all good <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny man Hey, and he just the things that he does are just so odd. Yeah, just completely scatter shot. Like he'll, it seems like he does this passion project, and then he does something. Let me look up his IMDb. I'm looking at it right now. Like since we last saw, lo and behold, that movie. <laughs> lo and behold, he's done two, what a title! Four, he's done five different movies since then. Like, he's done five movies since 2016. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. (laughs) Reveries of the connected world. (laughs) But, yeah, meeting Gorbachev. Nomad. Man. Yeah, he just and then the stuff he he just appears in in things. Yes, like him and Jack Reacher was one of the oddest things ever. Like he was in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. He I I don't know. He's just a strange, interesting guy, and he looks <laughs> like. Into the Inferno, Inferno, an exploration of active volcanoes around the world. Because <laughs> he treats everything like, this is a volcano. It seems to be very hot. Yeah. Here. Yeah, he does. He he just, he has that like childlike wonder. Yes. It, well, he's like an alien who's come down. and. Yeah, like, that's better than childlike wonder is he, he is like an alien. He doesn't. He's not sure how this whole world works, but uh, or if maybe he thinks we're all children, and he's trying to explain the world to us. He's just making it easy on us. He's the world's worst doctor or uh, Mister Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he he is funny, but 
man, I don't know. Um, I'm excited about the Mandalorian. I'm hoping it'll be uh, cool. Yeah, well, I'm wondering a lot about this whole Disney Plus thing too. Yes, I'm. I'm probably going to get into it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm it's gonna... like seven bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to have a lot of stuff. I mean, mm. all the just all the Pixar stuff, the back catalog. Yeah. Um, and then you get all the Star Wars stuff. You get, I, I you're going to get a lot, all the Marvel stuff. I'm guessing too, right? Uh yeah. So. I mean, just for those three properties right there, it's almost worth it, right? That's, yeah, hundreds of movies. Yeah. Uh, But some, yeah, it's funny. People were complaining online uh, because I guess their TV series, at least um, The Mandalorian, I guess they're going to release an episode a week, kind of like appointment television. Right. Yeah. which I think is kind of cool. On the one hand, well, like I don't it understand is, why people they don't do that. I don't. I, I don't yeah. get this whole like put everything out at once thing. I mean, like, it's it's a response to the culture. I think I right, guess, like man. like binge culture. I watched uh, Stranger Things season three in under twenty four hours. I know, but like um, that, it, and like I get that, but like if you want a buzz about things like the last yeah. things they have gotten big buzz like that i mean if you really like um well think about uh you know game of thrones was like mm-hmm. that this year right yeah or you think back even like the podcast like the podcast serial every week like people were talking right you know breaking bad like you know that yeah. last season everyone was freaking talking about that waiting yeah. for it to come out like yep and i I, I just don't I don't understand why they they drop everything at once now I I mean I I um I don't know I don't have a problem with it I like it but also it's um I think I, don't, I, mean, I think I, don't I can put it, it. I, I Anderson on the after disaster brought up a good point and I think I can say it a little more succinctly is people are trying to finish shows rather than trying to watch shows. Because um, there are a lot of people that are just like, that's the point of pride is that they finished the show and they didn't really digest it. And Yeah. You know. I mean, I think you lose a lot. Like the last thing that I that I watched was, that was serialized was that, that um, it was only five episodes, but it was uh, Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And I could not wait like to watch it the next mm-hmm. I really couldn't. Like I, I was that Builds anticipation, yeah. Yeah, man, I was really invested in it, and it was like, it was so good, and like it was five weeks worth of my life where like each week I was looking forward to the next thing, and like if you, I don't know, like if you can spread good word of mouth, I, because, like I've totally forgot pretty much everything that happened in that first season of uh, Stranger Things because I watched it all in like two days or three days or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and like it. I don't know. Like you, you don't. You lose a lot of the the nuance and subtleties. I think in that kind of stuff. I don't. I mean, I, you, I'm. A, you I'm sit guilty. with the series as a whole, as opposed to sitting with individual episodes. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I. But people were. People's complaint was that um, Disney is just trying to keep people subscribed. Well, yeah. Like, that's their business model. They yeah. are there to make money. They're not there to make you happy. Right. One, that's, well, 
that's the business model. And then two, if you really have a problem with it where you're worried that they're just trying to like prolong your, uh, I don't know. I don't, I've not heard of anyone canceling a Netflix membership because I don't know, things aren't coming out fast enough. It's all of a sudden, like, I understand Disney has like monopolistic behaviors and I don't like them either, but Disney is like pretty far from a monopoly right now. Um, But yeah, I don't know. People are just like, so they're trying to beat everyone to the punch of being woke. I feel like is like, whoa, Disney's just trying to get your money, man. Yes. Fucking. Yes, yes, they are. When you wake up, so is Netflix. So is Hulu. So is Amazon. Like, yeah. yeah. When you get up in the morning, whose money you're trying to get? Yeah. Yours. Mm -hmm. Somebody else's. Not. Yeah. Don't be so fucking. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't don't look to corporations to be the fucking good guy Um, because none of them are. And, you know, Netflix is is probably guilty of just as strange and, yeah. and suspect practices as Hulu, as Fox, as Sony, as, you know, it's all they're all vying for your dollar. When you can step back, when you step back and say, this is a company that is here to make money. They're not mm-hmm. here for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. The, the easier you can get over. All the little shit that I don't know. That's just asinine. Yeah, it's asinine. It is. It's very and it's and also if it's such a problem, wait the eight weeks until the Mandalorian season finale airs, and then just start your free trial and binge yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If it's that big of a deal to you. Yeah, I don't know. It, people's people are crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's just it's fucking strange. Just what people will choose to get in and up in arms about. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anything else trailer wise? Uh, I watched the the latest trailer, Joker. Yes. Uh, okay. How's it look? Uh, it looks really good. Okay. Actually. Um, it. I, I I don't have a whole lot of. I'm not like. Um, I'm not going to live and die with this movie. No. This isn't something like, you know, when The Dark Knight Rises come came out, I was like, I was all in, can't uh-huh. wait, blah, you know. Uh, I'm. This isn't something that's going to be, you know, if it's bad, I'm going to, you know, be really upset. But um, there's it, it has a little bit of that king of comedy feel to it, especially with De Niro playing the, um, oh, what's his name? What, whenever, uh, who was... Oh, uh, Jerry, Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. him playing that role. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does look pretty good. Um, especially from the trailer. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, we'll see what, uh, Joaquin does with it and hopefully it, he can pull it off, but, um, I'm anxious to see, you know, Gotham, uh, a pre Batman Gotham. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't watched the newest trailer because I had already decided I'm going to see it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, I I don't know. And again, if this is really bad, 
I'm not gonna hate '89 Batman or any of the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy or Ben Affleck's Batman in BVS. Like, I'm not gonna just all of a sudden not like anything surrounding Batman or DC. Yeah. So, like you said, living and dying. It's different when it's like the closure to a trilogy. Yeah. Having that excitement and that expectation. Um, and like being, like you said, you were all about it. Um, and even if that doesn't work out, it it's not like it. I don't know. It it's uh, it's very different when this is just a completely detached thing, and maybe it's easier to just wash your hands of it if it's bad. But yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it's got a good team behind it, good cast, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yep, so. and it, I mean, it's. I don't think we have to worry about like any more follow up movie like sequels or anything like that i think is going to be pretty standalone yeah which is cool which i think is just the way um like there's one of two ways you can do it if you want to do the world building you got to put in the hours like marvel did um they spend a lot of time a lot of movies um you can't just just jump in with batman versus superman and then all of a sudden justice league is a thing um Although Wonder Woman was in between those. Although yep. Wonder Woman takes place in a completely separate time period. Yep. Um wonder when the next one's coming out. That's gotta be coming out soon. It's gotta soon, be coming right? out soon. I'm I will be looking forward to that for sure. Um it's like what is it, Wonder Woman eighty two or something? Eighty four. Nice. Expected next June. Oh. Unfortunately it'll be here before you know it. Yep. N- not because of the movie, just because time moves fucking fast as shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am into that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Movies, they're good. Sometimes they're yeah. bad. But yeah, I, I think that um, what I was getting at, trying to get at, uh, I'd love to see more standalone like I'd love to see just a Batman movie that is not setting up to bring in Superman or not uh you know teaming up with the Flash or like they have their DC universe on TV that seems to balance that pretty well and has its fans um but I yeah I'd like to see more like maybe one Two, maybe a trilogy like a wonder woman trilogy would be great yeah just ignore the dc extended universe ignore that that like, was going to be a thing and and yeah. and go I mean, that it looks route. like if they're doing with the 84 thing they're kind of you know kind of yeah. doing it they're doing like a days of future past thing yeah uh but i am looking at the uh they got a birds of prey that's coming out in february nice and it looks like uh elizabeth winstead's gonna be uh uh, Huntress. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Margot Rose, Robbie's Ro- back. What's that? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Rosie Perez is Renee Montoya, which is going to be sweet. Yes. Victor Zaz is in it. 
Nice. Cool. Great character. He was really good in Gotham. Yeah. 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 Zaz, I actually like the Riddler a lot too. And uh yeah. and BD Wong. BD Wong is Hugo Strange. Oh yeah. yeah. So they just looked perfect. I didn't like like I think it honestly was the penguin's haircut. It was a little too yeah. like two thousands emo rock band for me. Uh, it was, it was, but it also he was he was so much better than the penguin ever has been. Yeah. Like the penguin's never been really like Danny DeVito's and uh uh what is it, Batman Returns. Yeah. Is is so like not just, it's not his best work. <laughs> no. Not by a long shot. No. And I mean, I guess the one of the best penguin is in uh, the Arkham Knight, the Arkham series. Uh, oh video yeah, because he's just like a East End, uh, East a London East Ender, you know, mm-hmm. come come to America, running, you know, has that great Cockney accent. Yeah, Brucey boy. Yeah, God, those those were some really great stories. Um, We've talked about it before. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any any more uh, thoughts or time to dole out some assignments? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. I got uh, one for you called Widows. Cool. From last year, streaming on HBO. Yeah. It's a good thing I have it. Yeah. Well, I double-checked, triple-checked even. Make sure um, you got it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, directed by Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. who's who's done some things. Mm-hmm. It's made some noise over the years. Uh, for you, a movie I really enjoyed from last year. Uh, my wife liked it as well, so hopefully you and your wife, or your significant other, sorry, um, can sit down and watch. Uh, Simple Favor. Stream it on Amazon. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I like the cast of Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively Mm -hmm. directed by Paul Feig which is never a bad thing I don't think Uh, see the aforementioned Ghostbusters but no man I guess yeah but it was it wasn't a bad movie it it just that movie was not a good movie but it wasn't bad because it It was was just it wasn't bad because it was female Ghostbusters it was bad because it was a cash grab yeah and and it had a really good cast that was wasted. Yeah. Um, but he's done some pretty quality stuff in the past. Um, obviously, Bridesmaids, but I'm trying to think of it. I feel like I've seen him. He's done some other stuff I really liked. Uh, well, he he's did directed a lot of your yeah. favorite yes yeah he did an episode of freaks and geeks which is so he did one eighth of the series um i loved that show did you ever watch freaks and geeks no yeah that's a shame uh yeah seven episodes of arrest development let's see oh there's some good ones in there looks like a looks like a lot of season three but it's okay Hmm. um yeah Simple favor. Looking forward to it. Um, For the kids at home? Yep. A movie I really liked that kind of flew under the radar 
And I'm, I really want to read this book because I've heard it's good. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun, uh, fantastical, kind of a Forrest Gumpy type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. it. Does have that just kind of that range of American history, sort of. Not yeah. really. Not really. Uh, yeah, Not I know. Quite. I, I I follow. I follow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually don't think that this movie is necessarily under. Like, I don't feel like it went under the radar as much as I feel like it just got fucking panned did it really i never i never heard like ever anyone like kill it it just never 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 heard anybody really talk about it i thought it did um i mean i'm sh- yeah wasn't critically acclaimed yeah sure. yeah but i i feel like it just got um i don't know i i felt like like everything i read was very negative like it just really got shit on You know, that's why you can't listen to everything everyone says. Um, I got one from the year 2004. A little movie called Kung Fu Hustle, which is streaming on Netflix. It is an action comedy. Um, it's a, kind of a send-up of the uh, like 1940s uh Kung Fu, you know, low budget movies you see on a Saturday, stuff like that. I think you're muted. I actually know you're muted. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, one of those uh, uh, ten movie for me. I love this movie. Yeah, awesome oh, movie. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's clever it's funny i mean we mm-hmm. i i'm sure we've talked I, you know what you think you assigned me the follow-up to this movie um uh, to the director the yeah journey follow-up. to the west yes yes i like that movie a lot not as much but yeah i actually thought journey to the west was quite solid um but yeah we've talked about this before just a really well done just um very inventive and mm-hmm. yeah I, I like a lot of things. This guy, well, maybe not a lot of things, but Shaolin Soccer. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's pretty no. awesome. <laughs> and oh, apparently there's a Journey to the West sequel, The Demons Strike Back. I'd, um, I'd watch that. Oh, actor, director. That's what I'm looking for. He did not direct the. Journey to the West sequel. But Kung Fu Hustle, a lot of fun. Um, And it's streaming on Netflix right now. So check it out. Uh, Looking at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of Secret Life of Walter Mitty, 51% by the the critics. And the audience score was 70%. Mm. So the people liked it more than the critics. Nice. (laughs) uh i just got a great text message (laughs) okay um (laughs) um my buddy ozzy just texted me glad to hear your writing is getting big and it's a screenshot friends 
quote, is absolute garbage. Op-Ed pulls no punches 25 years after show's uh, debut. I, <laughs> I just saw that on Twitter like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear you're writing. Because <laughs> I just, that's one of the things, you know, nothing... I get frustrated at work, but it's all internalized. Nothing rattles yeah. me on the outside at work. But if you bring up friends. It's go time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will not be shy about how bad I think that show is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. That's, that is funny. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so next week we'll be talking A Simple Favor and Widows. A Simple Favor is on Amazon Prime. Widows is streaming on HBO. Um, and if you want to watch uh, some some things that got the stamp of approval from us um, before we review next week's assignments, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is streaming on Amazon Prime and Kung Fu Hustle is streaming on Netflix. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, until next week. Thank you guys for listening and interact with us, please. Yeah, boy. The, the normal places. At Broomview Pod. Just do it. Like mm. Nike. It'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yes. Oh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that about wraps her up. Yep. And until next time. Don't uh, let your meat live. I don't know why you mean to me when I call on the telephone.